Welcome to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. As you know, a gunman opened fire on a gay nightclub in Orlando, Florida early Sunday morning, killing 49 people and leaving 53 more wounded in the deadliest mass shooting in U.S. history before being shot dead by police. The case is being treated as a terrorist investigation. There are many facets to this. It's being called a hate crime as well. Um, And we're turning to you uh, to ask you what you're thinking and feeling in the aftermath of this tragedy. Uh, Some are saying they just feel numb. I have a quote from the vigil in Salt Lake City last night, a very impactful quote we'll share with you. Um, And uh, others are asking if this is the new normal. And uh, others are pushing back on that. This can't be the new normal. Uh, Is this about gun control? Uh, Is this terrorism? Um, And, uh, of course, this is an attack on the LGBT community, also uh, Latino community as well. Where does mental illness fit in? Many of these themes are very familiar. Last year here on Access Utah, we did a several-part series on mass shootings in America. We covered all of these and, uh, and more, including the media's role. And uh, I don't know what conclusions we've come to. Certainly don't know what conclusions we've come to as a country or a Utah community. So returning to you, I want to know what you're uh, feeling and thinking. Uh, here is the way to reach us. Totally turning this over to you. Toll-free number is 1-800-826-1495. 1-800-826-1495. Um, once again, 1-800-826-1495. Toll-free number, anywhere you're listening. You can email us. Our email is upraxcess at gmail.com. Upraxcess at gmail.com. Um, and you can reach us through Twitter. Our handle is at AccessUtah underscore UPR, at AccessUtah underscore UPR. You can reach us as well on Facebook, search for Utah Public Radio. The number again is 1-800-826-1495, and email is upraxcess at gmail.com. Twitter is at AccessUtah underscore UPR. We're wanting to come together as a UPR community and uh, see what we're feeling, try to make sense of this, what, what actions. Uh, should should be taken. Uh, let me just read you this. This is the opening of Aaron Alberti's article uh, reporting on the vigil that was held in Salt Lake City last night. Vigils all over the country in solidarity with uh, Orlando. Orlando held their own vigil, of course. Um, quoting Aaron Alberti, she says, A stranger's umbrella and a shared flame pulled Kelly and Donnelly out of denial as she joined hundreds in a vigil outside Salt Lake City Hall in remembrance of victims of Sunday's shooting in Orlando, Florida nightclub. Donnelly said she, quote, just went numb, quote, upon learning of the massacre of 49 people. And uh, she goes on to say a mass shooting is not a surprise anymore. But on Monday night, a woman Donnelly had never met reached out to, to her as the rain fell over the crowd in City Hall, at City Hall, and... Uh, Donnelly said, she lit my candle, we shared the umbrella, we started crying, realizing that it's not right to be numb to mass murder, and it shouldn't be something we become used to. And that certainly resonated with me. Uh, Several friends I've been talking to the last couple of days have have reported feeling, just feeling numb. This just just keeps coming. Um, And if you uh, look at mass shooting statistics, there's disagreement over what constitutes mass shootings. But uh, last year, uh, there were as many as 353 uh, mass shootings in the United States, including, of course, uh, some of the ones who uh, reach out the the news. Let's uh, go to to your uh, comments. And again, the number is 1-800-826-1495, 1-800-826-1495. The email is upraxcess at gmail.com, upraxcess at gmail.com. Um, and uh, Twitter is at AccessUtah underscore UPR. Here is Michelle in Logan. She says, as a parent, there's no greater fear than the thought of your child being harmed, no matter the age. To lose a loved one in a senseless act such as this is utterly incomprehensible. I vacillate between shock, pain, and incredible anger. I refuse to live in a society where mass shootings have become commonplace. Each and every one of us has the power to effect change. We have the power to demand change. 
We have the collective power to influence gun control. It is with our vote. Demand gun control legislation be passed. Send politicians packing who are in the back pockets of powerful lobbyist organizations such as the NRA. Military-style assault rifles and ammunition do not belong in civilian households. How many more innocent lives are going to be taken until we decide no more? And Michelle puts the no more in all caps. I think we can uh, we can relate with uh, Michelle's apparent. Uh, and, uh, she reports that she's uh, vacillating between shock, pain, and incredible anger. Uh, do you agree with her on that? What are you feeling? What are you thinking? And uh, Michelle goes on to say the the... The action we need to take is gun control. Do you agree with that? Um, and she seems to agree with uh, President Obama, who, after he uh, made a push for uh, gun control measures after uh, Sandy Hook, is basically telling people, well, you need to elect new, uh, a new Congress, a new Senate, if we're, if we're going to get gun control passed. Do you agree with that? Um, so thank you, Michelle, uh, for that. We're uh, getting your uh, response to the, uh, the the killing, the killings in Orlando, it's the deadliest mass shooting in U.S. history, the worst uh, attack since 9/11. Um, uh, some are reporting feeling numb, as you just heard. Uh, uh, this lady in Salt Lake City said she's fighting back against that. We cannot feel numb, she says. Uh, here is um, a comment has come into upraxcess at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your comments. Upraxcess at gmail.com. The phone number is 1 800 826 1495. By the way, at uh, coming up about 9 30 in about 20 minutes, uh, we're going to be talking with Troy Williams from Equality Utah. Um, but uh, mainly the show today is, is you. Want to get your feelings, your thoughts, your response to Orlando. This comes in from MC McCarthy. MC says, as terrible as it might be or seem, just like during World War II when the Japanese-Americans were rounded up and placed in Manzanar, I feel that Muslims, past and especially recent immigrants, need to be rounded up in order to control the few who might be extremists. It's unconscionable to the many innocent victims of terrorist attacks that our government is opening arms to, admittedly known terrorists that have infiltrated the immigrants. It's terrible to the many innocent Muslim immigrants that they must be subjected to the singling out merely due to the religion they were born and raised in. And then all caps this this following sentence, MC says, But it is less fair to the potential victims of those few Islamic extremists who are willing to kill themselves as well as non-Muslim people of the West. When we are killing to help the quote-unquote normal Muslim immigrants who are fleeing the horrors of their own countries, The clashing of cultures, language, and religion is always fraught with potential disaster until there's common ground that both sides are willing to agree upon. So far, it seems the Islamic extremists are unwilling to even try to find any common ground. They've been indoctrinated since birth with the belief that the West is the great Satan and unbelievers need to be destroyed. There are no other alternatives. This does not make for good long-term relationships! I hope one day that the entire world can live in peace. Maybe we need a gort, uh, parenthetic from the day of the earth, the earth said still, he explains. Uh, there have been many prophecies through the ages of a great war that would last for decades and many people would die. I believe this is that time. I do not believe, if this is anything predicted in the Bible or the end of the world, etc., I sure hope not. There is so much good in the world, if only humans could see, uh, see it all over the world. I saw in a quilt that a young woman created, it said, Believe there is good in the world. I want to believe... And I try to be the good wherever I am. That is MC. Thanks for responding, MC. Do you agree with MC that, though regrettable, that uh, Muslims need to be rounded up in order to protect ourselves from, uh, from further terrorist attacks? Um, that is uh, from, from MC. By the way, the number is 1-800-826-1495, 1-800-826-1495. And uh, our email is upraxcess at gmail.com, upraxcess at gmail.com. Twitter, our Twitter handle is at AccessUtah underscore UPR. And you can join us on uh, our, Access U- our Utah Public Radio Facebook page uh, as well. Uh, let's uh, go to some more comments that are coming in. We we really hope to hear from you, and um, and uh, we will be looking for your uh, 
email as, as we go along or your call, 1-800-826-1495. I'm throwing out a, a kind of a personal question as well here. Uh, is this the new normal? Like I said, we did uh, about a five-part series on mass shootings when they seem to be happening just every couple of weeks last year. Um, we talked about many aspects of this, including mental illness, uh, guns, uh, media, um, terrorism. Uh, they just seem to keep coming. Um, and uh, the lady in the Salt Lake Tribune article who attended the vigil says, we've we got to push back against this. This is not the new normal. We cannot become numb to this. Uh, how do we do that? Uh, because it just seems to be the, uh, you know, the uh, kind of the go-to uh, emotion. Uh, there's grief, there's anger uh, that uh, Michelle was talking about. She thought of her daughter as well. Uh, this uh, comment comes in from Steve. He says, people across the country and around the world are mourning the lives of at least 50 innocent bystanders, 50-plus injured as well, and another senseless shooting, the worst attack on U.S. soil since September 11, 2001. Uh, the killer pledged his allegiance to ISIS. This still does not prove it was a direct attack from a terrorist group. And if you've been listening to NPR this morning, you've heard some of that as well. There's an FBI, a former FBI agent on, uh, who was talking about that, that uh, we have one data point, and that is the killer's um, uh, call, call to 911, pledging allegiance to, uh, to ISIS. Uh, let's go to our first caller. Um, glad you called. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. Are you there? Thanks for calling. Yes, I am. Great. Well, uh, uh, go ahead with your question or comment. Well, I just can't believe that um, the comment you quoted, that this person would bring up one of the darkest days in American history and apply it to today, the internment of the Japanese Americans, if you read anything about it, was uh, pure ethnic hatred, especially by white landowners in California, and I don't need to go into the history of that, but to apply it to today and think that we need to ban anybody who, by their religion or their race, is uh, happens to be um, connected to atrocities like this, that is unconscionable. Um, you cannot paint an entire religion or an entire race by the brush of a terrorist. And and please, please, let's have some some wiser heads here uh, about this situation. I'm scared too, and when I realize that this kind of thing can happen anywhere, um, it is very frightening. But a lot of the shootings in America were by pure Americans, not even with any background of any kind of um, Muslim heritage. So let's think about that, too. I believe, and I know a lot of gun owners. I know a lot of them. I actually am one myself. But most gun owners agree that assault rifles have no part in the general population the only reason that they are arguing against banning them is they're afraid of the first step in banning all guns. This paranoia has to stop. This kind of weapon is for one purpose only, and the only people that need to have a gun like that are law enforcement or the military. And I guess that's all I need to say today. Okay, well, thank you. Appreciate you uh, joining the conversation. Okay. Thank you. That was, uh, I believe, uh, Betty in uh, in Washington uh, County, or Washington City. Um, anyway, th- thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate your comments. Keep those coming. Uh, the program today is, is, is you. Uh, we only have one guest, and he'll be on with us just very briefly in about 10 minutes, and that is uh, Troy Williams, uh, who is Executive Director of Equality Utah. We're looking for your call, your email, your tweet, uh, responding to the, uh, the the deadliest mass shooting in America that happened just early Sunday morning uh, in Orlando. Uh, the number is 1-800-826-1495, 1-800-826-1495.
or upraxis at gmail.com is our email, upraxis at gmail.com. On Twitter, our handle is um, at, U, at Access Utah underscore UPR, at Access Utah underscore uh, UPR. Uh, I believe it's uh, Adrian in Hiram joins us on, on the phone. Uh, Adrian, uh, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hi, Tom. How are you today? Uh, doing um, well. Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you for having this discussion, and I just wanted to make the observation um, that it seems like there's a lot of, immediately after the event, a lot of blames being thrown around. The um, gun lobby is blaming Islam on the one hand, and then the the left is blaming gun control. And my observation is that um, both aspects have issues, and that as a society, we need to have an open, honest discussion about one, the tenets of the Islamic faith that are don't match up with modern secular society, ideas like apostasy and martyrdom and heresy. And on the other hand, we need to acknowledge as a society the gaping holes in our gun control industry. And it, it's a problem from both sides. And in order to solve the problem, we need to address both of the issues simultaneously, especially when they intersect, like at Orlando and San Bernardino. Uh, th- thanks, thanks, Adrian. Appreciate those those comments. Thank you, Tom. Thank, thank you. Uh, so, Adrian says we need to have an honest discussion about the some of the tenets of of Islam and the gaping holes in our uh, gun control. Um, do you agree? Those are those are two points to throw out there. Do we need to have an honest discussion about uh, tenets of Islam? I noticed uh, that a representative from Islamic Community of Salt Lake City was at the vigil last night in Salt Lake City. Um, uh, Noor uh, Ul-Hassan, Muslim Utah interfaith leader, quoting from the Salt Lake Tribune, uh, said, whenever tragedies occur, she asks herself, why? Why do people do what they do? What is, what, what on, what's going on in the world? And why is there so much hate? And uh, she says she spoke to that uh, rally. She didn't have an answer to that question, except that those who murder in the name of their religion aren't true Muslims. Uh, they're not following our beliefs, she said. Where do you come down on on that? There has been discussion that, uh, um, in, in some circles, that American Muslims should be pushing back harder uh, against uh, the uh, the Islamic extremists. Uh, do you agree that the, that's the case? Muslims are many Muslims are saying we are pushing back uh, hard as we can. Uh, here is uh, let's go next uh, to um, let's go to next to Ted. This is Ted and Logan. Says good morning, Tom. We are again sad to hear of yet another avoidable mass shooting on U.S. soil. We all re- react in unique ways, and what works for me most certainly will not work for my wife, my friends, or my community at large. However, it is imperative that we do uh, that we do not become the hate we seek to destroy. Uh, from uh, he goes to donaldjtrump.com, the website. Uh, from that website, in response to the attack, the presumptive candidate uh, had the following to say about Muslims from entering the country: "Quote: We will have no way to screen them, pay for them, or prevent the second generation from radicalizing." End quote. This, to me, is the most terrifying thing said to date in response to the tragedy. We as a country have a responsibility to um, meter our our tones, to understand the implications of our response, and understand that rhetoric such as this is not to be taken lightly. In World War II, we as a country interned between 110 and 120,000 Japanese Americans who were of first or second generation. Approximately 60% of these people were American citizens. Their economic, social, and political, not to mention the humanitarian costs of this uh, program, remain today in real terms, and it is a a national embarrassment. We're not removed from history, and it is possible that humanitarian crimes such as the internment could happen again. This is not meant as an attack on the presumptive nominee, but rather as a blistering example of the need for civil discourse in such an emotional time. We don't all have a pulpit to shout our fears and insecurities from. But in water cooler conversations at work and conversations in backyards and all our communities, we as individuals have the ability to influence and honor the nuances and the gravitas of this surely to be repeated tragedy. Thank you, Tom, for addressing this and for bringing the conversation to UPR's airwaves. Sincerely, Ted from Logan. Thanks, uh, Ted, for that. 
Um, and I appreciate uh, we're, we're, uh, that comment about the water coolers and the backyard fences. We are trying to come together as a community, UPR community today, uh, to have what, what I hope will be a nuanced um, conversation. I'm looking to, to see what you're feeling, uh, what you think should be done. Is there anything you'd like to say about this latest mass shooting? And they seem to just be coming. I'm throwing out there the question, is this the new normal? And uh, how do you not become numb to this? And what do you do? There have been several suggestions here. Uh, MC is saying it's regrettable, but we may need to turn to rounding up Muslims. Uh, Mr. Trump is saying that uh, he's appealing to the Muslim communities to turn in those that they know are, are bad actors. Um, and a couple of our callers and emails have uh, said, uh, no, let's, uh, let, let's not go to rounding up entire classes of people. That just get, takes us back to a dark chapter in our history. Uh, I want to know what you think. We have uh, had gun control broached here. Uh, do you think we need tighter gun laws? Apparently the shooter in this case uh, had his gun legally. Um, another thing to point out, he, he's a legal citizen. He's a, a citizen of the United States. Uh, 1-800-826-1495. 1-800-826-1495 is uh, the number. And I uh, hope to hear from you. You can uh, email us to upraxis at gmail.com, upraxis at gmail.com. And our, our Twitter handle is at AccessUtah underscore UPR. This is Steve. Uh, next up by uh, email to upraxis at gmail.com. Steve says, this is a uniquely American plague. It doesn't happen anywhere else in the world. But mass shootings, individual gun homicides, gun suicides, and accidental gun deaths are a daily occurrence in the United States. And now, as we saw in San Bernardino and Orlando, the latest fashion is for mass killers to be uh, belatedly claim allegiance to ISIS as a cover for their crimes. But though politicians and the NRA will claim otherwise, it is not about ISIS. The Orlando killer quite literally phoned it in, calling 911 in the middle of his killing spree to declare allegiance to a jumbled and self-contradictory list of foreign terrorist groups about which he knew very little. So what is it really about? It's about the insane proliferation of guns. Orlando was a hate crime and a violent expression of self-loathing. The killer, it is now being learned, had homosexual tendencies of his own, which he evidently despised, and a history of violence. His ex-wife left him because of spouse abuse, and she has publicly stated that, she, that he was mentally ill. The FBI had even investigated the man. But none of this stood in his way, and he legally purchased an assault rifle, a.k.a. a machine gun, and rounds and rounds of ammunition, with which he went out and killed and maimed 100 people. The New York Times recently did research establishing that there are more gun deaths in America today than there were during the Civil War, the war in which more Americans died than in any other. As I already noted, nowhere else in the world does such carnage go on, but so long as the NRA and the Republican politicians refuse to let us do something about it, it will continue in the United States. That's Steve. Uh, thanks for that, Steve. So an impassioned plea for gun control. I'd throw out the question, uh, if you, like Steve, believe that this, this is what is needed, do you then agree with the President Obama that we'll have to have a whole new Congress to, uh, to make that, uh, that happen? And if so, uh, what, you know, do you think that's possible? Uh, let's, we have another a couple of comments, so let's go uh, next, uh, however, to uh, Troy Williams, Executive Director of Equality Utah, who has joined us. Uh, Mr. Williams, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, so let me just ask you your your just your initial reactions when when you heard about the the, the horrible shootings in uh, in Orlando. The first thing that goes well, it's it's shock first. You can't even begin to process it, um, and then it's just another shooting in America. Um, you know, last year it was a shooting in a church in South Carolina. It was a, a shooting in a community center in San Bernardino. It was a shooting in an elementary school in Sandy Hook. And then the horror, you start to realize, oh, wait a minute, this shooting is directed at my community. And then there's this, this, this horror starts to settle in deep into your skin and into your soul and your bones, and you realize that you could be a target next. Hmm. What are you I, hearing? What, excuse me, sorry. Uh, what are you hearing from the LGBT community in, in, uh, in Salt Lake? Are, are people feeling less safe? Well, that is the, the pernicious nature 
of a hate crime is that it not only does it target the actual physical victims, its intention is to send a ripple of fear throughout an entire community. And so, yes, we, we, all, are, we all feel this. We all feel that any, any of us could be targets at this point. Um, and so, yeah, but despite that, I think that, that, that if, if, if fear is the intent of this kind of act of terrorism, we can't respond um, by, by being afraid. We have to respond by being together, by being out loud, by being in public, by um, holding hands together and showing our love to the world. That is the only way you can combat hate and violence is to respond with love and hope and courage. I assume you were at the the vigil. Uh, yeah, last we night. we or helped organize. Yeah. Last uh, tell me yeah. about the about the vigil. What what do you what did you take from from the from the vigil? What was said and what people were telling you? You know, it was it was beautiful and it was you know and the rain was lovely um, to have this summer rain falling upon us as we're crying. Um, we brought many people together, people from the LGBT Latino community. Um, we brought Noor Ul Hassan, who is this passionate, vivacious uh, Muslim leader, and she spoke about her pain and and rejected this this assassin, this man who has claims to to follow um, ISIS and Islam, and and she rejected this. The man does not follow Muslim teaching. Um, you know, we brought uh, the, the lieutenant governor, uh, Spencer Cox, came out and, and gave a moving address. Um, we brought many different communities together um, to, to share our pain, our sorrow, and also our love together. Hmm. Do you think, is, is this an opportunity, do you think, to uh, for the LGBT community to, uh, to, to, to join with the Latino community, with the Muslim community in... in pushing back and, and rejecting yes. some of the things that are going because on? Because he, here's the deal. You know, LGBT folks are born into every strata of society. We are born into every religion, every social class, every political party, every ethnicity. Um, we, we have LGBT children. And so, so, yes, we are in a unique position to reach out to various different cultures that are historically divided and say, let us come together and be one human family. That's what, that's what yesterday was about, mm. was coming together. And I know there are already politicians who are trying to pit one group of Americans against another group of Americans. That's right. I'm calling out Donald Trump on this because we will not be baited into this kind of demagoguery. Uh, we are going to reject any call to um, turn us against each other. We will not do it. We're going to come together, Muslims, Christians, Mormons, atheists, Latinos, African Americans. We are one human family, and we will not be divided. Does uh, are, are you calling for it? Do you think Utah needs a hate crime law that, that would include the LGBT hate, community? Yeah, the current hate crime statute that we have for the past 20 years, simply does not work. There have been over 1,200 documented cases of hate crimes in this state, and not one prosecution, not one prosecution in 20 years. So we, we need a robust hate crimes bill. Senator Steve Urquhart introduced one this past January. We were fortunate enough to get to a third reading in the Senate where it ultimately met its demise, but we're going to be back with a strong coalition of multiple faith groups, multiple ethnic groups, multiple social advocacy groups, and we're going to work together as a community to bring about a strong, robust hate crimes law in our state. I was interested to hear Mayor Biskupski's comments. She was, I don't have the comment right in front of me, but as I recall, she said we need to put this in context and we need to remember, go the way all the way back to Stonewall, remember that, and, and, and the yep. sweep of history. Um, what, what's your view? 
Um, I mean, yeah, this this is a um, you know this is this is a moment um, that will forever change our community, and we need to 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 use it in a powerful way. And, and and by that I mean we need to use it to actually unite our nation. We are so divided on so many issues, politics, religion, whatever, but we've got to focus on the things that we share in common. Um, historically, we've seen religion being pitted against, you know, um, uh, the, the gay and lesbian community. But people of faith know what it's like. In this state, people of faith know what it's like to be persecuted because you're different. And our Mormon ancestors were driven by hate crimes across this country to found this state. And so we ought to begin focusing on the things that we have in common. And this is a singular opportunity to do so. Um, uh, there's so many facets. When, you know, each new mass shooting just brings up some old emotions, some new emotions. Uh, it, the tendency, the the I guess the temptation is to go numb. There's a moving comment from yeah. one of the ladies who attended the vigil last night who said, uh, "The vigil and and being with people, sharing a candle with another person, uh, made her resolve within herself that she's not going to become numb, and we can't become numb." Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you know, the quality Utah, we don't have a position on, you know, guns. And so I can just speak personally for a moment. You know, um, look, Second Amendment, rifles for sport, handguns for sport, and for protection, fine. But military-grade weapons of mass destruction belong in the hands of soldiers, not civilians. There is no constitutional right to have an automatic weapon. There is not. And we as a nation have got to deal with that. And we're not. Our state leaders and the Republican Party and the NRA have got to deal with this fact. There is no constitutional right to have an automatic weapon of mass destruction. There is not. Uh, what's uh, it's finally what what's next uh, from the point of view of Equality Utah? What what are you going to be be doing, especially in response um, to this? You know, um, we're going to you know continue to rally our community together. We're going to continue to engage state and local leaders on on a on smart, constructive hate crimes legislation, and we're going to continue to be a rallying point to send a message to young LGBT folks living in the state of Utah that they are loved that they have value, that they have worth, and that there is a positive future for them. Um, we will do whatever it takes to create that positive future. Uh, I guess another uh, post, finally. <laughs> um, what would you suggest uh, to be, if people want to reach out to, to, uh, to the victims, the uh, survivors, their families in Orlando, how best to do that, to, uh, how best to help? You know, I... I, I think we've got to have these really difficult conversations in difficult spaces. We have to, um, you know, when, when conservatives and religious leaders offer prayers for our community, thank you for the sentiment, but can we change the rhetoric in churches with the policies that churches um, uh, institute around gay people? Can we Talk about the, the, the anti-gay laws that are spreading all across, in state houses all across this nation, trying to roll back the liberties and the freedom that we've achieved. And when we talk about politicians who are, who are targeting and maligning transgender children and claiming that we're somehow predators out to attack people in bathrooms, can we ratchet down the rhetoric and begin to see the humanity of each other. And so I call on religious leaders in this state to ratchet down the rhetoric and, and to, to consider the policies that they've enacted that exile LGBT people from their pews and exile them from their congregations. That's how we create change. It has to happen in the Republican Party. It has to happen in the Mormon Church. It has to happen in other Christian faiths. We need change. Well, this, killer, this killer was disgusted by seeing two gay men kiss. Where did he learn that? 
Where did he learn that disgust? Where did that come from? We have to have these conversations. Hmm. Well, thank you. Uh, Troy Williams, Executive Director of Equality Utah. Uh, appreciate you taking taking time today to, to join us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, we're going to take a break. Um, we've been so engrossed in our conversation. Thank you for responding and keep those uh, calls and emails coming. But well, we will take a break here. The number is 1-800-826-1495. Uh, toll free, 1-800-826-1495. I'd love to have your uh, comment on, on the shootings in, in Orlando, the the deadliest mass shooting in American history. Um, and uh, email is upraxis at gmail.com, upraxis at gmail.com. We're on Twitter. Our handle is AccessUtah underscore UPR. More following the break. This is State of the Arts. Would a doctor ever prescribe art? Several recent studies may make you wonder. Listening to music may boost running performance up to 15%. Children and teenagers listening to music after major surgery reported pain reduction on a scale equivalent to over-the-counter pain medications. Viewing aesthetically appealing artwork lowered the pain scores of volunteers who were subjected to discomfort. And music has been used as a pathway to healing and memory in patients with dementia. So, visit a museum, attend a concert or play, and add to your playlist. It may just be good for your health. This is Wendy Hassan for State of the Arts. State of the Arts is brought to you by the Cache Valley Center for the Arts in Logan, Utah, with a cooperative gallery featuring the work of more than 30 participating artists. Details at cachearts.org. I'm Jeremy Hobson. We'll have the latest from Orlando and we'll continue our conversations about science in America with the only PhD physicist in Congress. The need for scientific advice to Congress spikes from time to time. For example, during the Iran nuclear deal. That's next time on Here and Now. Join us this morning at 11 on Utah Public Radio. Thanks for joining us for Access Utah today. I'm Tom Williams. We are responding to the shootings in Orlando, Florida. As you know, a gunman opened fire on a gay nightclub in Orlando early Sunday morning, killing 49 people and leaving 53 more wounded. It's the deadliest mass shooting in the U.S. His- in U.S. history. Uh, the gunman was shot dead by police. The case is being treated as a terrorist investigation. And we're turning to you to get your thoughts, your feelings. Uh, potential solutions. The question I'm throwing out to you is: that Are you are you numbed by just the the relentless um, um, frequency of these uh, mass shootings? Um, do we need to push back on that? Is this the new normal? Uh, how do we make it not so? Um, so is this a hate crime against the LGBT community? Is uh, this and should Utah include LGBT in their in the hate crime legislation uh, laws? Um, is this an act of terrorism? Um, is, should we be talking about guns? Should we be talking about mental illness? Uh, how do we approach this? And uh, we're turning to you. The number is 1-800-826-1495, toll-free, 1-800-826-1495. Email is upraxis at gmail.com, upraxis at gmail.com, and we're on Twitter. Our handle is... Um, at Utah, at uh, Access Utah underscore UPR at Access Utah underscore UPR. Let's uh, go back to emails. Um, and all these people emailed upraxis at gmail.com. This is from April in St. George. I was speaking with my mom the morning after the shooting. Reading the news, we were both sad and scared. My mom said to me, will we all eventually have to be stuck in a mass shooting? It is difficult to make sense of what is happening and also uh, not to become afraid. I don't want to be afraid. I don't want the terrorists to have any kind of success in making me afraid. I don't know if we will have more mass shootings in America. I don't know what we should do. But I know we cannot act out of fear. We need to respond with reason and love for our neighbors and our country. Thank you for that, uh, April. Uh, Let's uh, go next uh, to... Pull this up here. This is Doug in St. George. Uh, thanks for emailing Doug. Doug says, Orlando was the, quote, deadliest mass shooting in U.S. history, question mark, end quote. How do we define mass shooting? Around 120 died in Mountain Meadows massacre, mainly women and children. 
The Colorado Territory Militia killed between 70 and 160 Native Americans in the 1864 Sand Creek Massacre, also mainly women and children. If we are to repeat the tragic mistake we made in World War II and round up all Muslims in order to stop the few who might be terrorists, should we also round up all the white supremacists and gun nuts like Timothy McVeigh to prevent another Oklahoma City bombing? Why is the NRA so intent on enabling mass murder by mentally unstable terrorists by making sure everyone has easy access to military-style weapons and high-capacity magazines? That is Doug in uh, St. George. Um, we go next to uh, Jake in Hiram. By the way, we have another about 10 minutes left. Totally up to you. This listener-driven completely today. I want to get your reaction to the, uh, uh, to the horrible events in Orlando early Sunday morning. Uh, the email is upraxis at gmail.com, upraxis at gmail.com. Our phone number, toll-free, is 1-800-826-1495, one 826 1495 and we're on Twitter at AccessUtah underscore UPR. This is Jake and Hiram. Uh, Jake says, this is horribly sad, but I think we need to look at this from a bigger perspective, not solely from the viewpoint of how it happened and the sector of the population it most directly affects. I hope I can express myself adequately. We've seen similar acts of atrocity throughout the history of mankind. World wars, genocide, might makes right. But the degree and frequency to which we are seeing these events unfold from day to day makes me fear we are seeing an unraveling of the fabric of what makes us human, where we are no longer our brother's keeper, where more and more of society, the society of man and woman is losing a grip on the sacredness and sanctity of life itself. Sign of the times? Perhaps. Acceptable? This should never be the case. What do we do about it? Can we ever return to that quote-unquote simpler time when we looked out for each other and did not glorify always being the top dog uh, in life. Uh, here we are, arguably the most affluent and blessed nation on earth, and yet we seem to be operating at the level of honey boo-boo. That's uh, Jake in Hiram. Uh, thanks for that, Jake. Uh, let's go next uh, by email um, to Pat uh, in Logan. Uh, Pat says, it's my opinion that uh, no one needs to own an assault weapon. They belong solely in the military. We need to ban them in the U.S. and start a vigorous buyback to get them out of the hands of citizens. None of this will be supported by Utah lawmakers. The only way to make a point is to vote out our current congressional and state legislators. After Sandy Hook, I called Mike Lee's office. Uh, to my surprise, his aide argued with me about my opinion. He said we could easily have an insurrection. Pat Bagley's cartoon in Salt Lake Tribune Trib says it all. Um, and uh, uh, I haven't seen that today, Pat, but uh, I will definitely uh, look that up. Uh, thanks for your comments, Pat. We do have uh, our next uh, caller. Um, go ahead with your question or comment. Thanks for your calling. Yes, is that me? Uh, yes. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, and I appreciate the show today. Um, first of all, I just want to say this was horrible, this whole experience. And... The point I want to make is simply that, you know, the criminals will still have guns, and I know the whole gun laws issue is there, but if I owned a business, a club, we definitely need to tighten up on security. You know, I mean, it seems like I don't know what security was there at the club, but, you know, check for guns, check for weapons. Uh, you know, if government's not going to help us out, we definitely, as business owners and citizens, we need to make sure if we have an event, if we have a club, really make sure everyone coming in the door is checked, you know? Uh, yeah, that, that's an interesting perspective as a business owner. Do you, Are you going to be looking at tightening security? In, well, in your I don't business, own or? a business. Oh, you don't own a business, okay. Saying, oh, yeah, as business owners, I see, yes. Yeah, as business owners, uh, but my point is, is if we can't rely on the government to help us with this, then we need to do, you know, as, as I believe in the Constitution, we as, we as the people... Uh, should solve our problems as well. If I have a business, if I own a club, if I'm going to run an event, uh, make sure these people are being checked. Higher security. I know the singer from The Voice. I'm a huge fan of uh, her. You know the, the artists that are coming out. That she was killed by a shooter that wasn't checked. They were mainly checking for water bottles and things at the door, and it was a group meet and greet event. Just one example. And I think higher security. We need to just be prepared from now on. 
for something like this to happen. As sad as it is to say that, but be on higher alert and, you know, gun laws, yeah, they, good intention, but people are, criminals are still going to have guns, you know? So if you're going to have an event, if you're going to have a club, you're going to have something where people are there and, and they're going to be in this place and they can't run, you know, a captive audience, so to speak. So that's my thing. It's just businesses, we can't wait for the government to solve these problems. We have to make sure that we're safe. We have to be on high alert. And so, and again, the families who suffer and the, the, the LGBT community, uh, my condolences. And I hope and pray something gets worked out in America. And I appreciate your show. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Isaac. appreciate that. Isaac and St. George. We have about six minutes left in the program, and we'll do our best to, uh, to fit your call or email or, or tweet in. Our uh, email is upraxis at gmail.com, upraxis at gmail.com. Uh, here is, uh, we had a caller from Vernal, uh, couldn't stay on to, to speak with us on air, um, but uh, told our producers that as a Republican, he thinks that the LGBT community should have been armed that night in the club. He says he loves the gay community, says all Americans should be armed to defend themselves in case of a tragedy. Uh, so that is a caller. Um, here is uh, Vicki, who has emailed us. By the way, again, the email is upraxis at gmail.com. Um, and Vicki uh, provides a link to uh, a mass shootings chart um, and uh, says, I would like to hear listener response and opinions as to why we think this is the case. Well, let me go to the link here. Um, the headline is, this is at cnn.com, uh, U.S. home to nearly a third of the world's mass shootings. U.S. home to nearly a third of uh, the world's mass shootings. And so Vicki wants to uh, hear listener response and opinions as to why we think that the U.S. is home to a third of, uh, of the mass shootings in the world. So we will throw that out to listeners, and, and thanks for uh, emailing that to us, Vicki. Uh, next up uh, is an email from Morgan in uh, Logan. Morgan says, Tom, I was so distraught to hear about the shooting. I can't believe the shooting happened on the eve of uh, Donald Trump becoming president. Uh, this issue has uh, polarized and uh, reaffirmed many Republicans' beliefs in Trump and his xenophobic rhetoric. I hope that we as a country band together to realize this is a problem that has stemmed from a mentally distraught individual who felt ostracized because of his hidden sexuality, not because he was Muslim, as Trump would like you to think. I hope we can band together as a nation and a community in love and compassion and understanding for all people, despite their religion and or sexuality. The revolution of love begins with us, right here, right now. Uh, that's uh, Morgan and Logan. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, next we go to uh, Sterling, I believe, in Hiram. Uh, Sterling, glad you called. Go ahead. Yeah, so um, my brother is a Utah State trooper in Salt Lake area, and I was discussing this problem with him, and he raised a good point about gun control, and that is that if we ban guns, all that does is take away the guns from law-abiding citizens and put them in the hands of criminals. And truly the only solution to all these shootings that I've been able to think of is just that civilians make the choice to practice their Second Amendment and conceal carry or carry some sort of self method of self-defense so that when somebody pulls out a gun and starts shooting, everybody in the room has a way of responding and stopping it from occurring. Uh, thank you, Sterling. Appreciate that. Um, we uh, we uh, go to our next... Uh, uh, thank you, Sterling. We appreciate it. Uh, Sterling called 1-800-826-1495. We just have about three minutes left. Uh, we have uh, uh, three emails uh, here, so we'll try to fit everything in. But if you uh, do have a quick uh, comment, we'd, we'll try to accommodate that. Uh, this is uh, Carl. Carl uh, in Logan. Carl says, this is about guns and the NRA. And old white men in suits who will do nothing for a dollar. There are 30,000 people killed by guns every year. There were 66 people killed in Chicago in the month of May. Our elected officials don't care. They won't uh, let the CDC even do research on gun violence. They won't do anything even after the tragedy in Orlando. They gerrymandered the voting districts and curb voting rights. The first thing conservative legislatures uh, across the country do is cut mental health programs. This is the modern conservative movement. Uh, the old white men who are afraid of losing control and the changing uh, demographics uh, of America. And how do we fight back when our vote doesn't count in Utah 
a one-party state. So that's a comment from Carl. Let's go next to Tucker. Tucker says, I'm seriously shocked that people do not realize that the solution to this problem is to have every civilian carry a method of self-defense, whether a pistol or whatever else is legal and safe, to allow people to protect each other. If we are all armed, nobody, in all caps, will uh, commit crimes against us. It is truly the only solution that there is. So that is um, that is uh, Sterling. Uh, thank you. And uh, then here is Ted in Logan. It would seem to me that requiring businesses to pay the bill for private ownership of guns is economically inappropriate. Uh, Ted is responding to uh, our previous caller. Are uh, businesses and private citizens expected to foot the uh, externality costs for another private citizen's quote-unquote right to bear arms? Does this not seem that one liberty is infringing on on others? Uh, That is uh, Ted in Logan. Uh, Thank you for uh, for those uh, comments. Um, we just have a couple of minutes left. We could fit in one or two more comments. We're, uh, we're throwing the, uh, the discussion completely over to you today and appreciate the response. Uh, thanks for the dis- discussion. Um, the number is 1-800-826-1495. 1-800-826-1495. You can email us to upraxcess at gmail.com. Upraxcess at uh, gmail.com. Um, thanks for all of the, the comments, and uh, we will uh, hope to continue this discussion. You can keep it coming at upraxcess at gmail.com. You can also go to our website, upr.org, look for uh, today's episode of Access Utah, and then you can comment in the comment field there. That's upr.org. Uh, or you can go to Twitter, and our handle is at AccessUtah underscore UPR, at AccessUtah underscore uh, UPR. Um, I'm, I'm uh, grateful for everyone who has called today and uh, expressed their feelings and uh, thoughts on this. Uh, many different uh, thoughts, but uh, this, of course, is something that as a community we do need to, to, to discuss, get a handle on. Um, it's starting with emotionally and then uh, going to uh, perhaps the policy and where do we go from there. Um, and uh, appreciate uh, the discussion uh, today. Um, You've been listening to Access Utah. Do we have one more call? Okay, let's try to fit this call in uh, quickly here. And we just have about a minute left. Glad you called. Uh, Go ahead. Hello, my name is Sean, and uh, I just wanted to say uh, uh, there's a lot of argument towards uh, if everybody gets armed, then, uh, you know, it would make it safer. But in this particular shooting and other shootings, there has been uh, armed people. In this case, there was an armed police officer in the crowd, and it didn't seem to make uh, any difference. Okay, thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. That has been a, been a, a theme here today. Appreciate that. Thanks, Sean. Um, and we will, uh, we're out of time. We'll end it here. Uh, thanks for listening today. Thanks for responding. Appreciate that. And the discussion uh, continues. Thanks for listening. Programming on Utah Public Radio is made possible in part by our members and the Utah Women's Giving Circle, a grassroots community of everyday philanthropists raising the questions and raising the funds to empower Utah women and girls. Information available at www.utahwomensgivingcircle.com. This is Utah Public Radio, KUSR HD1 Logan, KUSK HD1 Vernal, KUSL HD1 Richfield, KUST HD1 Moab, KCEU Price, and KUSU FM HD1 Logan.